Hey, what's up guys? This is Newbie Olori and you are now listening to Newbie Called. And I just wanted to first start off by saying, well, first of all, y'all wouldn't believe that I record most of my podcasts with my phone. And my phone is dying. Listen, like, this is real life. (laughs) As uh, Mother Lauren Hill would say, right? Um, I wanted to, I wanted to start it, I wanted to start this podcast because, um, like I said, one thing that podcasting is starting to do for me is that whenever I am inspired or whenever I just want to share or whatever's on my heart, my mind, my soul at the time, you know, I just want to, I want to share that, you know, because you never know who's listening, you never know who just needs an encouraging word who needs to laugh a little bit and um I want to start by telling the story I want to start by telling the story um the story that I'm going to tell I'm not naming any names or anything like that um but I want to share the story because I want to be able to finally put into words what I just experienced And um, a lot of times we go through life doing things so fast that we don't stop and really think about what just transpired. And so, um, let me, let me just begin by saying this. Um, I know, first of all, some of my podcasts may seem pretty serious sometimes, but my personality is however it is in the moment i'm a libra i'm free-spirited and so um this might come off as a little serious but that's because it is serious um but again this particular podcast today is helping me um put into words what just transpired which was something absolutely amazing absolutely beautiful it spoke volumes to me and it further let me know what my purpose is and outside of making the situation about me I'm just grateful to be able to be used by God in order to pour into someone that I met today um so I'm just going to share the story um basically I, I basically I was I was chilling, I was laying in the bed and um looking real pregnant so y'all don't judge me, that's why I was in the bed. Um I was in the bed and um my husband came in and he said, Babe, I need you to I need you to get dressed. He says he said there's a young lady outside and she's crying. And so the way he said it in the moment was like and she's crying. You know, like what you gonna do about it? And it's funny the way he said it because it was like, I, I remember I used to work at um, this place called Teleperformance and um, it was a call center and I was slowly getting fed up with working at this call center and um, every day was like a struggle trying to go to work there. It was just sucking the life out of me, honestly. And um, to make a long story short, I remember I seen this young lady in the hallway as I was leaving out to clock out for work that day and she was she was crying she was in the parking lot and she was just crying and she seemed to be like disturbed 
you know, to the point where I noticed she was crying. And so, to make a long story short, I kind of jumped into action and I just told her, like, you know, everything's going to be all right, you know, like, not trying to get into your business or anything like that, but I just noticed she was crying and I just wanted to come over and just encourage you as best as I knew how. And in most cases, I usually revert to what I know, and that's that's prayer, you know, setting the atmosphere for whatever's to come, whether she decided to share or not, you know what I mean? I just had to set the atmosphere um, to make sure that the atmosphere around us at the time is a positive one. And so um, I remember in that moment, being at work that day, I came home and I told my husband, I was like, you know, I think I know exactly what my call is. Like, I know my calling, but kind of like Batman has the little light that flashes above the city of Gotham to let people know that he's in the midst. And Superman has his S on his chest kind of thing to, you know, represent what he answers to or what his call is. I said, I know what my call is. And he said, what? I said, it's the tears of broken women. You know, you don't, I'm not saying like, oh, you have to be boohoo crying or in this hurt space for me to respond to you or feel like I need to be a sister to you or a friend to you and, you know, uplift you, encourage you. But it's something about a woman's tears, my sister's tears. It takes a lot contrary to what people may think it takes a lot for women to break down and so to break down to a degree that we feel like it's nothing enough for us to do but to just sob or to cry and and a lot of us are so strong that tears really is our weakest moments like to cry is our weakest moment and so I said I vowed to myself that whenever I'm in the presence of a crying woman or whatever I heed the call, that that is my call. That is how I know God is telling me, talk to this woman. I wouldn't care if she was crying at the ATM machine. I wouldn't care if she was crying in her car. I wouldn't care if she was crying anywhere. I know that in most cases, if I see a woman crying, like, I cannot walk past her. I cannot walk past her. I might can walk past somebody that's irate, upset. I might can walk past a sister that might just be in her feelings about certain things. I might can, but the tears of a woman, I just cannot ignore. And so, which leads me to um, a brief story today. I was I was in the bed, and again, Mo, I came and he said, I, he said, can you, can you, like, get dressed? I, I, I need you. He was like, it's a sister out here, and she's crying. And I talked to her for a little while, but you need to talk to her. And I said... I said, I said, okay. I, I didn't I didn't hesitate at all. I put on some clothes, put my glasses on so I could see everything. <laughs> like old lady, right? And um, I walked up to this young lady. And um, I didn't even get her name initially because it was that urgent. It was almost like a doctor going into surgery. Like, this is urgent. You know, I, the technical stuff, we'll deal with that later. But right now... This is, this is a life, you know, and so I set the precedence to just, one, make sure it was okay that I could come to her and, you know, infiltrate her, her energy space, you know, but 
respectfully, you know, to let her know, like, I'm a friend, you know, I'm, I'm not here to use you or abuse you in any way, I just, I just, I'm just answering the call, and she didn't mind, and so we're talking, and, um, I come to find out through all the things that, that, through the things that this young lady shared with me, I come to know that she was 22 years old, um, I let her know I'll be 30 this year, and, um, she was 22 years old, and when I tell you this sister was just, as I close my eyes and think about it, this sister was just sobbing like she was losing something, and I knew that cry because I used to cry like that, and so... I was just like, you know what? Let me do what I do best first. And that's and that's praying. So I asked God, I said, God, whatever this sister's in the need of, just use me in this prayer right now. I couldn't even begin to tell you what the prayer was because I don't know. But God used me in that moment to be able to pray and set the atmosphere. And then she shared with me that she did feel like in a sense she was losing something she felt as though she was losing herself she felt as though she was being broken down by somebody and she didn't know what to do and so I just wanted to tell her and if and if she does listen to this podcast in any way or just so happen to stumble upon it not just for her but for any sister that is in any type of situation that no longer serves her and particularly things such as domestic violence um I cannot say because I'm not I'm not equipped to do and or say certain things but I'm required and expected to say certain things if that makes sense um I let I seen the beauty on this sister I seen who she is and who she was becoming and so with everything in me I had to let her know her power and so looking at her and being able to be used to pour into her helped me to see how far I had come we talked enough to find out that we were both from up north you know and we laughed and you know chuckled a little bit and she was just so broken in that moment that my only concern was to make sure that she wasn't broken to the point that she couldn't hear the voice of not me, but whatever voice she heard. Because I, I don't, I don't claim to just be this guru of a person to just be speaking on behalf of stuff. I know that God uses me and places people in certain situations to be able to speak a truth over somebody. But I wanted her to hear me in her moment but to not be broken enough where she really and honestly truly couldn't see the fact that she still has a chance the fact that she still has an opportunity to get back to a place that she's longing for that you can feel on her that she's longing for 
but the trick of any enemy be it a spiritual enemy or be it a physical enemy that stands in front of us the trick of any enemy is to make us feel as though we are not worthy of getting back on our feet we will never be able to get back on our feet and we have to be complacent with being at the bottom and so my job at that time as Umi was to be able to let her know that regardless if that regardless if an hour from now the situation in itself does not change that it does not mean that it won't change and I say all that to say that sometimes certain situations certain circumstances really do look hopeless really do look bleak they really look like those things but when the mind is attacked and the body follows and the spirit follows we are told by whatever or whomever that there is no other place to go than to stay in toxicity or to just be in this low state this low vibrational state in this depressive state and all of these different just bad areas of our lives and we have to stay there until something miraculous happens and the thing about waiting for something miraculous to happen to take us out of toxic traits or to take us away from toxic people or to make us not think toxic or be toxic even from our own selves is that waiting on that automatically takes the power out of us and places it in something else and we wait for it. To wait for a change like a savior to wait for a change without doing the work without doing the inner work puts us all in a position to stay where we hurt the most to stay where we're not needed wanted appreciated loved cared for cared for it leaves us in that place and it leaves us waiting for something when we ourselves are the one are the ones that are supposed to make the initial connection so that every divine aspect after our initial connection helps us but divine cannot move without us it's like meet God halfway meet God halfway and when I got a chance to talk to that sister, it might seem like I said a lot of me and a lot of I, but I knew that I was the vessel, but I knew that I wasn't the one speaking. And I told my husband when we came back in the house, I told him, I said, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful because the way the world looks now the way 
that the way the world looks now, it it, 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 it makes us think that there's no good people out here, that everybody is just damned to the most evilest, nastiest things, and we have to just deal with it or, or be in it, and there's no ways out, there's no light, just darkness, and we have to deal with the darkness or fumble in the darkness like we can't find a switch, and I don't believe that. Everything is not just that, you know, and so... I told my husband, I said, I'm so grateful that God chose us and and used us to be able to do these types of things. This wasn't the first time that we've done something like this, or this wasn't the first time I put it like this. This wasn't the first time that God has used us to do something like this. I know it won't be the last, and I just say, I'm grateful for that because in the times where I even might have needed that. I didn't have that all the time. And so for me to have to figure it out when I didn't know how to talk to people, when people didn't know how to talk to me, and to be able to use that as a way, as a catalyst to be able to get on a level with somebody where I can honestly understand them is a blessing. And so, for one, well, that was for one. For two, I'm grateful and I'm blessed. And I ask the Father to always deposit those interactions and encounters into my spiritual bank. Because I know it's not about monetary things. I ask those types of things to be deposited in my spiritual bank because... There's going to be a time where I'm going to need grace. There's going to be a time where I'm going to need mercy. There's going to be a time where I'm going to need just just so many things. And those things are not going to be able to come from man. It's not going to come from somebody writing me a check. It's not going to come from somebody, you know, throwing money on me. It's not going to come from physical things that we all have access to. It's going to come in the form of my health. It's going to come in the form of my, my family being provided for. It's going to come in the, in, the, in the look and feel of being able to watch God move in a sister's life where she may have felt hopeless, but now she has a sense of hope. It's going to show up in my family's lives. It's going to show up as a covering. It's going to show up as as things that matter. Things that matter. And so, the third point I wanted to also make is that I don't believe that anybody is bad. I think we make bad decisions. Notice I said bad and not evil because I do believe evil exists. But I don't think people are bad. I think we make bad decisions. But one of the things I always tend to tell um, women and young girls that I know is that it's not what we tend to do because we've all done it. I've done it. What we tend to do is carry the burdens of bad people 
and internalize it. And then the potential that we see in them with and accompanied by the accompanied by the things that we've taken on from them it intertwines and so a lot of times we stay in situations that really are no good for us but we just hold on to this hope in the back of our mind that things will change that takes away from us that takes away from our journey that takes away from learning who we are that takes away from our elevation I'm not saying be mean and say give somebody your ass to kiss and stuff like that. I'm not saying that because you do want to treat others how you want to be treated. But what I am saying is that we're strong. We are the creators and birthers of this civilization. What we see in this world is a direct reflection of us as individuals. It's a direct reflection of us and our state of our womb. So when someone mishandles the 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 woman the creator of this earth, when somebody mishandles the, 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 the goddess of this, of this land and we allow them to mishandle us, misuse us, mistreat us, and abuse us, what we tell ourselves secretly or out loud is that we truly believe that we don't deserve any better. And where I believe God has called me to is to show women that that couldn't be the furthest from the truth. And until we get back to ourselves in a position to know who we are and what we were made to do and why we're here, remembering our feminine energy, remembering God, remembering who we are, then what we see is what we get. But I know that the sisters that God has allowed me to come in contact with, I know for a fact that whether I see them again or I don't see them again, God used me in a mighty way that they shall never, ever, ever forget that it was a sister that looked just like them standing across from them, letting them know I too was this hurt. I too was this broken. I too was addicted to alcohols, drugs. I, I too uh, survived suicide attempts. I too was sexually assaulted. I too didn't love myself. And so many me too's and I too's. But because I did not die, because I fought to tooth and nail to get me to a place where I could be comfortable with me free and loving me because I had this new backbone in God, because I had this new heart in myself because my spirit is renewed, uplifted it's the only reason I could well, the only reason I'm allowed to be in front of another woman and could speak the way that I speak, look the way that I look act the way that I act, because I was the complete opposite of what you see and so wherever I go, I thank God first. I open my mouth. I speak with conviction and dominion. And I always give a grateful heart to God for being able to use me. So, again, with, with this podcast, y'all know, 
I can't tell you what you're going to get. I just know you're going to get something. And I just hope that when you listen to these podcasts, that you get something out of it. That you get a newfound insight or you just get inspired. Sometimes I don't know how to close. I don't know how to open. But technicalities ain't really my thing. I just want to be used. And I want to just do it right. So, I thank you for listening. Queens, always remember, I love you. Remember, I'm not fighting you. I'm fighting for you. It's always chosen queen to the end. And I thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm aliving it up on the next one so y'all stay tuned and thank you so very much for everybody that has tuned in thus far and listen i love you this is newbie called and i hope you get the answer peace and love queen